Tubby fuckers, and welcome to Horrorphobia, a spooky movie review podcast for the horror lovers and horror phobics alike. I'm your host, Jake. Next to me is my wife, Emily. Hey. All the way across the internet is our friend, Ryan. Why am I not the slutty internet? Uh, That's not the point. Let's just, just say hi. Hi. We're in the introduction. Yeah. And all across the very, very slutty, slutty, slutty internet. We have our friends Ian and Jake. Hey. Good dog. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we are a group of lifelong friends who lifelong friends who review horror movies. Why horror movies? Because I love them and I like forcing everybody else to watch them. And I'm slutty. And Ryan, <laughs> the only rift in our relationship has been he won't let me force him to watch I, I honestly for the most part you you've been pretty good about me letting me watch make you watch more movies for the most part i'm doing this podcast <laughs> well yeah i know but i mean like other than like i don't think you've i mean you fought me on a, a few movies but not like a ton of movies our entire no. friendship i thought you were gonna say I've... he wouldn't let you finger his butt really force <laughs> things upon him i mean he's he's never let me and i don't think i could it's, it's wow it's hairy my ass is too tight. It's like Fort Knox, dude. <laughs> caught, it get caught up in the Terry. in the in the of, brambles. There's a lot of dogwood in there. Yeah. Um, first, <laughs> we'll begin with a spoiler-free review. We review on a scale of one to ten. One being <laughs> and ten being. That noise sounded like shit, and I won't even edit it because like, <laughs> the, the, sh- the shittiness sounded great. <laughs> we we will go around and get everyone's score for the film. Then Ryan, acting as a resident scaredy cat, scaredy cat. I want to say scaredy pants and says scaredy. It's cat. President Scaredy Cat. You fuck. Show some says, respect. Well, I'm I'm reading the script. Uh, we can change it, but <laughs> until then, uh, acting as a resident scaredy cat. We'll scare or we'll rate the scare factor of each film. Then we will transition to our spoil, spoiler filled walkthrough of the film, including behind the scenes info, critical reception upon release, production upon box office gross, and our own personal likes and dislikes of the film. Uh, and then, uh, then we'll probably play some games and we'll do the blowjob of the week, and it'll be fun. Um, good time, so much there's good not- old time. It'll uh, be a funny game. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of funny games, uh, we are reviewing funny games this week from 2007 and 1997. Both. And, uh, Both of them. Both of them. This is going to be kind of a different episode because there's not much to talk about as far as uh, plot. <laughs> but we will do our damnedest. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't like. I didn't even write a synopsis because, like, there's what? What, what am I gonna do with it? What? Am, what? What am? What am I gonna do with it? You know? Yeah. 
Uh, so here it is. Funny Games is a story about two psychopathic young men that take a family hostage in their lakeside vacation home. My review of Funny Games. Funny Games is the horror film equivalent to those moments in certain porn videos when the girl in the video mocks you for masturbating to it. It takes moments of violence that we've seen in other films and have had fun while watching, and this movie makes you feel like the dirtiest little boy for watching it and enjoying it. Haneke, the director and scriptwriter, states that both films were not intended to be horror films. He says he wanted to make a message about violence in the media by making an incredibly violent but otherwise pointless film that he has achieved. This is a very polarizing film, but it's one of those films I feel like I, I watched as a teenager and I understood what he was going for and I, I loved it then and I love it now, despite all its very intentional thorns that it sticks inside you. It's hard to say which film is better, seeing as they're basically exactly the same, but I will say that as far as actor performance, I always find myself so infatuated and enthralled by the performance performances of the two antagonists in the American version of the film. But because of the cold, cynical savagery both of these films show, it definitely makes a story you won't likely revisit. Unless that is, of course, you want to introduce it to someone new and watch the horror in their face as the story unfolds. As much as I love this film, I flinch at the thought of thinking of watching it again. So I'm giving this film 7.5 cats in a bag. <laughs> That's good. Uh, Someone's was stolen. So, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was like if i'm always going to be the first one i might as well take the obvious one because like, yeah that's true. like people are going to be like he's going to take it like point. i mean always have a backup i guess yeah ryan what are you giving this film i'll read my review first and then we'll get there um so let's see here uh, when trying to write a review for Funny Games, I found it extremely difficult to think of words to describe this film other than uncomfortable. So with my limited vocabulary, instead of consulting a thesaurus, I try to think of why exactly it makes me feel this way. Was it the invasive nature of the antagonists? The gaslighting? The senseless violence? I still can't put my finger on it. I think I understand the point of this film, but then again, it's clear that even the point being that there is no point is a bit of a misdirection. The only thing I can say for sure is that this movie does exactly what it wanted to do in a way I don't think could ever be replicated without literally filming it again shot for shot, which they did. However you feel about this movie, you will think about it, you will talk about it, and that's an accomplishment in itself. Uh, and I gave it a 9 out of 10 fourth wall breaks. Awkward! <laughs> <laughs> nice, dude. That's good. Nice. All right. Uh, so, Ian, what do you uh, give this film? What were your impressions of this film? So, yeah, I mean, I saw the American re or remake a few years ago, and I really enjoyed it. And, you know, after watching the Austrian version and digging into uh, Haneke's intentions of the film, I I enjoyed it even more. And, you know, it's a psychological thriller that's unpredictable, and it uses comfort and chaos to play funny games with our minds. <laughs> and... uh yeah, I mean, I would say my only dislike would be what, you know, host Jake brought up is rewatching these movies. You're not going to get the same effect of like what's going on, you know. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I, I enjoy the movie, so I would give it eight out of four or eight point four out of ten jelly rolls. 
Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? <laughs> you finally got one out without it getting stolen. I know. I I just want to get that <laughs> over with. So no, I have right. I had backups for sure. Uh, all right. So uh, Emily, what are you uh, what are you giving this film? I I've only seen this movie twice. This is the second time I've seen this movie, and I remembered it shot for shot. And I like I have the worst memory, so I feel like that stands for how good or impactful the movie is so i'm gonna give it an eight out of ten broken limbs rendering me mm. useless to my family <laughs> <laughs> nice has that ever happened to you <laughs> oh right. fantastic all right uh jake uh other jake what are you giving this film jimmy uh, this is one of my favorite movies it's going to get my highest rating i gave it a 9.1 golf balls uh yeah it uh i think to get all of these actors in across multiple countries and time to do such a good job and to understand what a director wanted was it was really well executed everything from the set design to the scenes and holding a camera that long and it's on a scene to make a scene uncomfortable without with without you know i imagine was a pretty grueling process for these actors but you know it it gave us what we got and it was i i've always enjoyed it. and every subsequent watch i've gotten more and more out of the movie just delving in for this podcast i got more than i could handle in the philosophy of this movie um and it'll probably uh, absorb me for the next month i would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah i so i will i'm going to put a caveat on my uh rating this would be a 10 out of 10 for me like i think it's a perfect movie like, for what it is like i don't think they did a damn thing wrong other than it not being rewatchable the only thing that brings it down a point for me is that i don't i love this movie to death I don't ever want to watch it again. <laughs> and and that says a lot 10. to me. Yeah. So I, yeah. get this shit away from me. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Yeah, exactly. Well, okay. So I'm going to, so I'm not a good reviewer, obviously. Uh, I was planning on watching both these movies, right? Yeah. Um, I, I watched the 1997 version first uh, without taking notes thinking that I'm like, I'll just take notes on the 2007 version. Cause that's the one that I've seen. Mm-hmm. I could not watch it. it in the background. Yeah. Could, I could not watch it again. Uh, I, I, I was like, guess I have no notes going into this episode <laughs> because I could not watch it. I, I, it was so, I, and I loved it and it ruined me. So it, it's, but it's amazing. You know what I mean? It's just, there's no other movie like it. And like Jake said in his review, like it's amazing and you never want to watch it again. And, and that's, that's the only reason it's not a 10 for me, but a nine out of 10 is my highest score yet. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I mean like my, my uh, on the spectrum ass self, I you know keep an <laughs> ongoing list of my favorite horror films, and I always keep this at the bottom because of my like connected emotions to this film. Be- 
because it's so fucking I don't know. like it's I don't know. It's just it's one of those films I've 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 seen this. I don't remember the first time that I've seen this, but it was definitely as a teenager. It, I you know I was I was definitely probably about 17, 18, maybe younger. Yeah. Um I probably fall sorry. No, no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, I, I probably fall a little bit in between like other Jake and you guys as far as re rewatching it. Like I, I watched this movie once like four years ago or so and I enjoyed watching it again and I even more the more and more I researched about it, you know, the more and more like I could pick up on certain like quotes they make that kind of help, you know, bring out the intention of the director, you know. And so it's it's a little bit more deep of a movie, you know, to me than, you know, just watching it and, you know, not watching it again. You know, I don't know. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. Think, yeah. It was. It's not that. I think it's because there's almost so little to watch. Yeah. Like that, you start to be like, well, if I have to watch this again, or if I yeah. find myself <laughs> watching this again, yeah. I'm going to find stuff, you know, to, and I, I, I mean, that's done deliberately. Uh, that's how he want. He didn't want. I mean, we'll get into it later, but he didn't want to to spoon feed his audience something he wanted them to derive meaning you know which i always liked about it i'm like that's why it adds so much for me to rewatch it and i don't do it very often because i don't want to i want there to be a little bit of you know oh i don't re remember quite what this was or what that was or um so it, it leaves me searching for it and you know reaching out for meaning even though it is not yeah. there i mean for for me, I mean, like I, I, I guess comparing the two films, um, I think he accomplished what he wanted with the first film, because the the like like I mentioned in my written review, like in the American film, I'm so just drawn in by both those actors that that play Tom Jerry and you know Peter and you know Beavis, Beavis and Butthead, Beavis and Butthead, and all. <laughs> Like I'm like like both those actors are so like I'm so drawn in. Like I remember when I was younger, you know, this was during like the Christopher Nolan uh you know, Batman trilogy and I wanted you know, the main actor or the main antagonist in this film to be like their Riddler because I thought he did such a good job in that you know, mm. I, I felt like it was a movie mm. like that was an audition for another type of villain in another series is kind of how I, you know, felt about but like I feel like in the when you watch the Austrian, they're not quite as charismatic. So like I feel like it the Austrian film very much feels like a borderline snuff film where it feels like there's no other point other than you're just watching these people get murdered. Yeah, it's it's yep. so much darker too. If like I'm watching a side by side now, and the overall like lighting in in these movies, and it might have been just a budgetary thing in the. <laughs> Like he had less backing behind yeah. the original, but it's so like so bright and the whites are so white. Even even the main um like the the Peter character, I think it is Peter Paul. I don't really know. Paul is the the main guy. Peter the, is the one Paul, that's okay. like kind of like a sidekick. Chubby. Uh so Paul, like his shirt is like a it's almost like a beige. And like even just the wife's dress, the the interior of the house, their eyes, like everything in the American version is like bleached white, like perfect mm -hmm. white, bright. And then in the 
it's almost like in the Austrian one, it seems like almost like someone smoked for years. It's it's like yellow. It's like yellow tinted. So dull. Yeah. Um, And I think that was one of the reasons he re that. uh, If I was going to put one thing on what he wanted to remake was to remake it. So it would have that cleaner, like aesthetic, like that shiny brightness to it to almost Mm -hmm. offset the, the dark themes of the movie. And even just what you were saying with the Nolan, like, like those movies have such a black and dark, like everything is a, is like shaded down, like like grayed out and black. And this movie is so bright, the American one. Yeah, yeah. I think like also like I you know I mentioned it in our Google Doc you know for this episode about how I wanted to talk about the difference between the second antagonist and the Austrian version is actually kind of chubby and and the american version is completely not, not like not overweight at all i mean he's just uh uh eating in the film but like there's nothing really i wouldn't call him tubby and i i wonder if that's also like kind of connected to that like shiny version of like showing like unrealistic standards in yeah, american cinema <laughs> yeah you know yeah yeah like because like the the austrian version like the 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 second antagonist is is like i wouldn't call him overweight but you know he's you know you know like his 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 uh his belly moves when he uh when he when he laughs um <laughs> and i and, suppose we should oh, go ahead no go ahead no I, I, oh, I was just gonna say i i suppose we should mention so we are reviewing both of these movies and our scores for them like mine applies to both yeah um mine did as well the, yeah Okay, yeah. so it's no. around the board. Like our scores are just for both because they are shot for shot. Like this. Yeah. This... No. For like, like I said, for me, like I, the pro of the Austrian version is the the groundedness, the 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 protagonists. Um, their crying is a lot more believable in the Austrian mm-hmm. version. Yes. But in the American version, um, the the antagonists are just so charismatic, and I'm so drawn in. Like, so I like them for completely different reasons, but like they're virtually the same film and i you know like so i i give them the exact same score um but like i like them for completely different reasons like if right. if if someone wanted to get into a intellectual debate about which one's better i'd be like ah, i think they're better you know just as good for different reasons so that's just me take it to another yeah. podcast <laughs> uh i was going to say before we got into the spoiler section I might as well go into like my original experience with the trailer and it goes off of what Jake was saying with the two antagonists was the, I don't know. I, I, I tracked down a, like uh, trailers always seem to change. It's hard to find the one that you're interested in, but I think I found it. Um, but I remember it was, it was, I was in high school and it was probably 2006 or early 2007. I don't remember when the movie came out, but uh, it's when I com- I was uh, like my first few, like my freshman and sophomore year of, of high school, I was a good student. And then I remember this movie corons- corresponding and a lot of other movies as well. It's when I really got into movies, but uh, in like a computer lab or a study lab, I remember that one of the few things you could do um because all like the i mean the internet at school was like it blocked everything you wanted to do that was interesting or fun (laughs) but uh we had like a 
like a partnership program with Apple. So their website wasn't blocked and you could always go to their website and watch movie trailers. And I used to just spend hours in class. Like my teachers liked me. So they'd let me just like have like study periods a lot. So like they just let me go down to the library, which I instantly started abusing. And <laughs> I would just watch movie trailers like crazy. And this was one that, because you'd get a lot of ones like international movies or weird ass movies that you're like, oh, this is not going to even make it into a theater around me or anything. Um, but this was one of those ones that stuck out to me and I would watch this trailer over and over. And I can't remember what music piece they played. It wasn't played in the movie. Like it's not one of the ones Yeah, uh, we'll get into later. I think mm-hmm. you, you might, you, you might know which, which I feel uh, like it was, I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt you, but um, I've been like in the hall of the mountain King. It was like something super playful. Like, I feel like it was like dance of the sugar plum fairy or some shit. Yeah. Like it was like a very like, home alone like kind of playful. playful like i remember yeah. it gave you like it gave me a different vibe for what this film is absolutely um, but it gets like where it, me in. it made it yeah it made it seem kind of like it was good it was genuinely gonna be kind of like a fun kind of like home invasion film yeah um so like I, like that's all i remember so i remember like like my my uh mind canon is like the the like i said dance of the sugar or whatever the sugar plum fairy from from uh nutcracker the dun, 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 or whatever it is i'm not gonna do it um <laughs> do it no uh, drop it like, in but either way like yeah i mean uh my associations similar with other jakes in the sense that like i remember watching the trailer and i also remember my friend Corey on social media like you know because this was you know this came the american version came out in 2007 so it's also close to you know facebook being you know like in er- almost every every home in like 2008 2009 um and i remember my friend Corey on his facebook when it was like favorite movies it was like multiple movies and it was like then b- beneath it was like not funny games definitely not funny games and that piqued my interest when uh, <laughs> when like jake and i like had seen it i think at family video first time i had seen it um was when we rented, rented it from there yeah and, i think i remember i think you and i watched it together the first time i saw it okay all right like, i didn't know for sure whether or not you i'm almost positive yeah. yeah okay um and so like like the fact that somebody had like a uh a, a, like a, a gross aversion to this film like really piqued my interest um, absolutely yeah. yeah. Give me that. Sure. I was just recommended by I think you uh other Jake, Jimmy. Um <laughs> I, I think you were like <laughs> you <laughs> I think you were like, dude, you gotta watch this movie. And I watched it. I remember Yeah, because uh, we were all we were all attic. living. Yeah, we were all living together at the time. That was my first time watching I it. I thought it was before that. No, thought... it was no no no. The original time Way I before. watched it was like it that was back when jake's parents still lived in that house oh yeah and jake's room was where your room is right now like up in the attic yeah and i I remember that i I think it's because you you said i don't like horror movies i'm like well this really isn't a horror movie yeah (laughs) you know it'll just make your skin crawl i liked it then but i just remember just being like whoa yeah like it was like and honestly, I think it affected me more now, like th- this time watching it, than it did then. 
um because i think it just there was i was so young i just think there was so much i didn't really get what they were trying to say oh my but, god <laughs> <laughs> and and now it's just it, it it hit me in such a way that i like i said i couldn't even watch the other one i couldn't like i had i have a job to do here and i couldn't even complete it <laughs> you've, you've <laughs> like you've you uh you watched the american version I, I didn't want to watch it. I did after I watched the Austrian version. I was just like, no, I'm good. I'm Is it done. Because you just want to pay the two dollars to Amazon. You've onboarded <laughs> more trauma to understand. Oh god movie. damn it! You've outed me, dude. Yeah, I had to yeah, that shit. I'm a cheap bastard. Awkward. Um, so yeah, I, I know. I just like my initial experience watching it was just recommend because like, like we said, like it's like the only time you rewatch this movie is when you're like, yo, you got to watch this movie. Yeah, it's you know it's mean? when and you then... start up you start a podcast and you have to review it. Exactly. So watch it again. <laughs> exactly. Um I know we you were probably gonna lead us there anyway, but just so we don't forget, like my scare rating. Yeah. Yes. Right? Yeah. That was that no. was my next thing. Yep. Okay. Uh uh what's the lowest you can go? Am I allowed to do zero or one? Like what's... No, uh, go with one. I mean like okay. I, like like I would like I feel like you would still want to brace people for the fact that this movie is uh upsetting you know oh but it's not is scary it, is it your scare rating yeah but it's upsetting <laughs> yes oh, but like seven pounds is upsetting i you know what i mean I, I, like yes yeah like it's yeah. it's like it's not there's no frightening imagery um there's no body horror really no. it, it's it's just fucked up yeah, like it's more of a thriller than a horror film. Like so, on the f but but it's horror. Rate it, rate it by way. rate it. How many therapists therapy sessions? Yeah. Ten. <laughs> like it's the most fucked up movie I've ever seen. So on yeah. on the fucked up scale, it's a ten, but it's not like scary. It's just one of those things that like, if I'm lying awake losing sleep over this, it's not because I'm looking at my closet thinking something's gonna get me. It's because I'm having an existential, existential crisis. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? It is a completely different type of horror. Well, I, mean, I do this, believe this wouldn't happen to you because you're not one of those elite whites. Exactly. Oh my I'm God. too poor for this ever the to happen. Yeah. My credit score is way too low to ever <laughs> be invaded like this. Damn, dude. I was going to say along the same lines, because this is spoiler. This is spoiler free, too, I guess. But along the same lines of as working in like a uh, like an adult care home, like a hospice, like <laughs> at, recently and like pretty much my whole life, like my mom has always done like cleaning uh, gigs, like jobs and stuff like mm -hmm. uh, I've like this past summer, I worked at the institution. And this reminds me of like the lake estates around uh, around our hometown lake that mm. I've always been like. I've cleaned like a bunch of those places yeah. that always make me think of this movie. I'm like, but a sure. little freaked out while cleaning them. Like, wait, oh, no, so you, no. I'm so like, you, could could I be a charismatic murderer who takes? You the other way with it? Of course, that's funny. You know me. Wait, wait. You went the, you went the complete opposite. You're like, <laughs> can I be the sociopath? Wait, am I? <laughs> can so I you, borrow some eggs? Yeah. <laughs> So, is that it, it, this was filmed in Long Island, New York, yeah, the American yeah. film. Okay. 
which I thought like because like at the end of the film, you like I saw some plants that I thought were more uh, southern, like flora and fauna. But it 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 is it was took place in like it was filmed. The out exterior shots were in the American vote. Were it reminds me of New England for sure. <laughs> so so Ryan says this movie's not spooky at all. Nope. So without further fucking ado, let's get into spoilers. Let's do it. Long. Very you know native. Long? You know High Long? No. You know, you know the band High Long? I don't. Look it up on YouTube. It's pretty fucking dope. Right now? No, but later. <laughs> Look it up. Okay. Alright. So this film begins with a game <gasps> amongst amongst a husband and a wife and a and a, a bitchy ass son. Trying to guess fucking who sang opera and from what. So, I think in uh, already opening with a comparison between the two movies, the Austrian and the American, the son in the one, the Austrian, he's just playing along and attentively looking out the window. And in the American version, he's playing a PSP. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. Just like Jake would have been doing. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Jake. <laughs> Um, uh, I fucking like one of the only things I've ever hated about this film. Talking from watching the American first, American version first, um, I fucking hate that kid in the American version, which yes. is funny. Yeah, I liked him better in the Austrian version for sure. Which Definitely. Tim Roth, uh, has never watched this film. Because and apparently filming this film fucked him up because the kid that they cast as his son looks like his actual son. Oh so yeah, he like, so he has yeah. not watched this film and will not watch this film. Yeah, I was and I was so glad when it. he got killed. I like he's that. got a price. You can you could make him if you paid him enough money, he'd watch oh. it. Everybody's got a fucking price. No, but yeah. I like that little bit of lore behind the film. Is like yeah, Tim Roth, who I think I mean he's been. I mean, he, I, I've, I've liked him in a lot of movies, but I yeah. I don't know if he's been in other... I mean, I'm sure he's been in other horror movies. I can't really think well, of any. Speaking of price, um, the budget and box office for this movie. Oh, yeah. Let's do that first. Uh, yeah. Well, so I wasn't able to find the 1997 version. I don't know why. Um, I, I don't know if it's they just didn't keep track of it for some reason. or I saw something that someone posted, like a comment saying that, like, it'll... The 1997 version only made like 5k in American, but mm. it must have made a lot more. But like, um, the 2007 version, the budget was 15 million, which seems kind of high for what it was. Yeah. yeah. So, sure. um, but uh, the box office was only 8.2 million. Uh, about oh. so a little, little, yeah, about half. Uh, I don't. I don't know if with a movie like this, though, you're really setting out to make a profit. It's more of the message. Well, I mean, you know, like, uh, I mean, I think, like, supposedly, according to Michael Haneke, the reason he redid this was because it wasn't popular in America and he wanted it to be. So he decided, you know, to use his clout, you know, in the modern, you know, to millennia to 
uh, make and uh, like pretty much carbon copy of the uh, his original Austrian version for American audiences. So I think yeah. that's you know kind of uh, not intentional, but like I think he yeah I, I mean I think what like I think what you're getting at is that you know I think he definitely is trying to tell the American audiences something through this film. Yeah, I, I, I'm, it's just weird. Like the 15 million budget kind of like it's weird because I feel like you could have made to, this. Somebody lives in that them. house. One of the producers lives in that house like that. Yeah, like, it's probably uh, fucking right off the Catskills in fucking New York. I bet no. I bet Naomi Watts got a, a big chunk of that. That's it. It's Naomi Watts, which she is a fox, <laughs> dude. Oh, my God. And it's good. Fox? A fox. Na- Naomi never Watts saw, is a fox. Never saw yeah, them titties. So. You never see them titties, but God damn it, you want to. Back to the walkthrough. So, so they're guessing the song. They're obviously going to like their vacation, like lakeside home, probably you know, possibly for the weekend, maybe a little bit longer. And uh, they come. They got a boat in tow. Yeah, they got a boat in tow. They uh, they drive up on their neighbors that they're they're playing uh, golf with the following day. And they say, "What's up, fuckers? You can't be practicing like that because they're out in the they're out in the yard with uh with two strangers and in a their golf club." And uh, they they know you know the son not notices that the daughter is missing and and they just continue on back to their home and son can't get over that for a little bit and keeps on talking about it as they load the boat into or set up the shit i'm doing a bad walkthrough i'm sorry <laughs> no you're fine <laughs> <laughs> so either way they pull they pull into their their house and uh start unpacking everything and the dog's being a dickhead all of a sudden uh the friend that they're playing golf with the following day and one of the strangers shows up to help them put the boat in the water so they're bringing the the they're putting the boat in the water, and then Peter shows up, and uh, starts talking to the wife and starts asking for eggs, and uh, and she's all like, "Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time?" And uh, <laughs> I guess but I would I would love some eggs. And, uh, oh God, the eggs the eggs were so weird. Like it was like, such a weird because of the way he was asking. It was like the most invasive politeness you can possibly imagine imagine the most polite person you can but like standing like a bubble burster they're standing so close to you he closes his distance so fast that when she's wrapping the eggs in both movies he does it so good and you could tell he's it's a he's stalking her and he's thinking of ways he can get that cell phone in the water oh yeah yes yeah it was the first moment of me it was like what's going on here like i i'm like something's gonna happen here yeah. yeah, you know. I feel like her response to like you. I feel like it was weird how aggressive she was reacting, but I can't think of any other way to react to someone being that weird. About well, no, things. Like, that's what the the gaslighting, right? So this is what I was yeah. talking about. With, with so with with this entire scene, there is you're watching it and. The way it gradually builds in the slowest way that you can possibly build to the most awkward and invasive behavior, but like you can't quite pinpoint 
right. what they did wrong. So when they keep asking her, so the other guy comes in too. So Paul and Peter are both there. He breaks the eggs. He's asking for more eggs, whatever. He keeps asking for more eggs because shit keeps going wrong with the eggs. And she wants them gone because something's fucking weird, obviously, but she can't even describe yeah, like what's what's happening. And so when when the husband comes in and is like, what what's going on here? And she's like, throw them out. And he's like, why? Like what? And like, they're like, oh, have we done something like we're sorry or whatever? And like, he's like, can you explain what's going on? And she literally can't because yeah. I how would you explain that? How would yeah. you be like they came over and asked for eggs? Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah, you know what I mean? I, and I, to, to kind of pull back and like compare the the two, like I, I I feel like this is one of those scenes that I feel like works better in the American version, where you kind of under like you can kind of understand. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a it's a uh, a language barrier thing, but like I could understand, I I could feel the awkwardness in the American version more than Definitely. I could in the Austrian version in this scene, mm-hmm. especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and but I mean, I could still feel it in the Austrian version watching oh, for it. Sure, for sure. Um, now I get what you're saying, though. There are some. It's kind of tough because I feel like certain like inflections and nuances in a person's voice is different. Um, so you can't exactly tell how awkward or like polite but rude they're being. You know what I mean? It, it, like they're a talking. Lot of Europeans say everything like really deadpan anyway when they when yeah they, like, when they're like being rude or like what. Us Americans, you know, consider as rude. My favorite part of that scene that. was was when um she's getting the second eggs and she's like, Maybe I should wrap them this time. And he's like, Whatever you want, like whatever. And she's like, Oh, okay. And she doesn't wrap them and goes to hand them to him and he's like, You're not gonna wrap them? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I that was like the only time I think that I audibly laughed. Because yeah, I was yeah. just like, Oh yeah. my god. Like yeah, sure. yeah. Oh, so you're not gonna wrap them. Mind. Throws away a perfectly good case of eggs. I think that's something we haven't really talked about too much is how, f- and it's fucked up, but how funny this movie is. Oh, like, oh it yes. is. A, it is a funny movie. It, it's almost like it's a default because it's like you don't want to almost f- jump and feel anything else. Mm-hmm. But you're like, I, I don't want to admit it, but a lot of this shit is just funny. Yeah. Just these interactions. Like even it's just when she sits back in the kitchen and like like laughs at herself and undoes undoes her hair. It's yeah, like she's you, like woof. I, <laughs> like, I, life hits you with so many of those like I, I, you know and I've had like like I said like working with like rich people who in general want to be above it all and and not want to make things awkward but like you're there lesser like you're their uh like employee or you're their help like they don't Mm want to be rude but they are also like you'll have these interactions that are just awkward like to where it's like if you have any sort of a spine and you're like well you know you give any pushback they're like yeah well you know it's like they'll do that thing where it's like they'll it kind of twists you in knots and like if if you let it keep going, they'll keep pushing back and like, you'll be in the house with them cleaning around them. It's honestly making me sound like I'm going to kill some of these people, (laughs) but it's like, it can get awkward. And you, you have these interactions at any job or like any sort of like forced interaction with people. Sometimes you'll get into interactions where it's just, it, you get into these funny situations where you're just like, I just have to laugh this off. That was so awkward Mm -hmm. and and weird. 
you it's know? a it's a had to be there situation like exactly. it's it's like or like uh like describing a dream like have you ever you ever had a dream that you're like this dream was fucking crazy and you explain it to somebody and they're just like huh like For sure. that crazy yeah. not that crazy yeah exactly like yeah. that's what this scene is it's like the most insane thing boiled down no pun intended to someone asking for eggs yeah boiled egg boiled yeah. eggs I, that was i think that's, that's the joke thank you thank you thank you i'll be here all fucking never again uh, i think my and, favorite part of her dialogue is when i think he says like i'll i forget their name but he's basically like i'll tell ava like how kind you are or something and like at that point she's so frustrated and flustered she's just like do what you have to yeah. and i think that's yes. a direct translation from the austrian to where like jake was saying like there is like a dry like uh, matter of fact way Europeans usually talk. And I think that is uh, almost like the American version of that. I think New Englanders are more like that anyway, which isn't implied in this movie. Like we don't get a location, but it's maybe something she wouldn't say. But in the Austrian, I think it's the same thing. It's like, do what you have to do. I don't, I'm over it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so exhausted with you at this point. Like, especially them just coming into their, they're like, they're still trying to get unpacked. Yeah. Like we've all been there to where it's like, I, I have to cut up all this fucking meat. I got to wash all these vegetables. Like yep. she's mm -hmm. stressed out anyway. They're just setting yeah. shit up and trying to get into their vacation. Yeah. So either way, uh, was it Peter or no? Paul. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. Paul's the main guy. Peter's like the sidekick. Well, Tubby leaves. All right, I'm just gonna call him Tubby. So Tubby leaves, and um, and you know, just like other Jake mentioned, she kind of undoes her hair and laughs it off, and then then she starts hearing uh, you know, the dog bark or whatever, and then he he uh, comes back and said that the dog jumped on him and that he uh, he he dropped the eggs. And and she's just all like, "What the? Who in their right mind throws away a perfectly good case of eggs? It's a sick world, don't you think?" It it was actually uh, Georgie who first asked her for a knife, uh, sharp oh, specifically yeah. a sharp knife, and then he immediately comes back. She says, "I'd like to see it again," which is foreshadowing again. Um, he comes immediately back. And says there's someone at the door, you know, uh, right. and, it, and it's Paul again, or no, Peter, fuck, Chubby, <laughs> yeah, Chubby Peter. yeah. So either way, she uh, he he comes back, explains the situation, and then uh, very there's a very awkward exchange where he's like, uh, "So can I have more eggs?" He's <laughs> like, "You uh, got four left." Oh yeah, that, that was the other line. Was like. It's a dozen, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, yeah. right? <laughs> like, yeah. and, and she's like, "Well, I've got friends, maybe." And he's like, "You don't have friends. You stupid." <laughs> That's eight eggs total. Eight. Are down. you following and along? This folks? guy has fucked up. He is. He has ruined eight eggs. And <laughs> Can I offer you a nice egg in this trying time? Just don't give them to him. Don't give them to Tubby. Yeah. That's all. I'm yeah, saying. Tubby will fuck him up. Uh, welcome to the egg cast folks we, yeah we just um I, again so we had kind of talked about this beforehand that we we this movie doesn't require 
a walkthrough as much as it does kind of like picking out individual scenes that stick out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so like the the father we had kind of mentioned it before the father had come back and she's asking him to throw them out and like she can't even describe why she wants that to happen but well, then I he mean, starts to that's that's mainly because he's asking for the the final four eggs yeah exactly. while while and, the other guy goes out and fries the clubs very aggressively like the, the like ask but doesn't really ask if he can try i love that he, goes, he says that. may i as he's pulling the club out he goes yeah. may i as he already has it and then and then he comes back tells the other guy he's like you should try it out it's really dope and then that's when the the husband comes back and she's trying to push them both out because the guy just used the club the other guy just is asking for the final four eggs and she's just had enough of their shit he says mm-hmm. I, th- I i think only... too it's a it's everybody in the family like the wife who i think holds kind of the viewer's perspective throughout the whole movie like she's the vehicle of the uh of the viewer yeah. kind of throughout from beginning to end but also we're getting georgie and george on the boat setting it up um and they're they notice basically right after uh the charismatic one i think it's paul uh <laughs> uh he borrows the club and they're hearing lucky slash ralphie bark the whole time uh, they're setting up the boat they're yelling at him you know ralphie lucky stop stop what are you doing like they they're just like basically the whole time this dog like jake said is just being an annoyance and then all yeah. of a sudden they hear a sharp whimper and there's a knowing look between george and georgie uh and george says i'll go take a look like and then Ah. it's almost all of these characters coming to recognize there's something off like because everything else is like oh we're you know we're getting shit done we're stressing about this we're getting this this stuff set up and that along with the viewer it's almost like the viewer and the family are assembling the scene together like we're all figuring out what where the pieces fit and the big thing that starts to come into conflict post fred coming over to set up the boat is who are these two why are they so fucking weird why are they wearing gloves yeah they don't like germs back in the day i just thought they were golf gloves and i was just like oh i love golf oh yeah because they look like golf gloves too I think yeah, in the original, when I saw the trailer, I'm like, oh, because sh-. yeah. like, I like the look of golf clubs. Like, like anytime I'm on a golf course, I'm like, oh, yeah. I just wear these all the time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> if they love golf, again, I'm going to kill a rich family. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's like, so it's like when you when you when you're on like a, you know, in a lake house area where there's a bunch of rich people that golf like those c- kids don't look like they're suspicious with white no. gloves on. Yeah. You know, yes. A lot of people, you know, they look like golfers. Yeah. I feel like if they loved golf, though, and they saw a set of Callaway clubs, like, I feel like they'd seen them before. If you golf yeah. regularly, you know? Yeah. Why do you need to try out but the golf clubs? Callaway are, those are a great set of clubs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They can't afford I, it. I personally can't afford Callaway. Yeah. Uh, I have I have a Callaway driver that I paid $50 for. 
I have what? a pitching mat. Yeah. I have a set of wedges Facebook that are Callaway. No, work friend. Oh, oh. My brother paid like twenty five hundred for his set of Callaways. I've oh lost a, I've lost Christ. a pitching wedge that yeah, wasn't he, mine. Yeah. <laughs> That was was that mine? That was yours. I lost your pitching yeah. wedge. <laughs> you fucker! I, I owe you a pitching wedge. So all right, so so the, the dad shows up to kind of check on the the sound and everything that's going on. Wife's trying to kick him out. She's like, it, you know, initially he's kind of like, "What's this hysterical woman up to?" You know, like <laughs> she's acting like a real woman. Um, <laughs> real gash. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Um, and uh, you know, she and you know, you know, does the the wifely thing of like, I hey, I'm there's, I probably have my reasons for trying to kick him out. So like, can you fucking kick him out? And you know, and then he's like, you know what? It's probably better that you guys leave. And uh, and you know, they have an an altercation, and Peter and Paul are trying to mansplain to him of why they're, you know, why his wife is acting hysterical and it doesn't really push him over to the limit until uh was it paul or no peter threatens to break uh the husband's eggs oh and, yeah and yeah the yep. the husband uh slaps him in the face and whenever i watch this film i always is is one of those films i always watch of like you know on on rewatches i always kind of like in my mind like think of whether or not, you know, whether or not the scenario could have gone differently. Like, do you do? I guess uh, Ryan's going PP right now. But one of the questions I kind of want to ask everybody is: Does does everybody have like a mind canon version of whether or not this, you know, do you think that either of these antagonists would have, you know, have ever let people live based on how they react to these situations? You know, these trying to borrow eggs and and you know kind of situations like do you think that there's any scenario in which these antagonists would 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 let any family live or do you think that no matter what that you know every family that this these two guys come in contact with that they're they're going to die or do you think, I think... you can you know kind of politely leave these situations and just put up with all their mental abuse. I think that's the fucked up part about it is that there is nothing you can bargain with that. They are the, they're, they're sociopaths to the most extreme degree to where you can't bargain with them with anything other than possibly the lives of each other. It, but even there's a deus ex machina for that. So it, it, it's, there is, you can't offer them money. You can't offer them sex. You can't offer them whatever. Like there, there's, there's nothing to offer these people. The there's no point, which that's the the whole thing is is that that's why it's so terrifying, because there's no escape. You're fucked immediately. You I mean it's it's like we were talking about with uh, in color of space, occur color out of space or whatever, where it's like once the color was there, they were fucked already. Yeah, you know. sucks and it burns. And, and, and spoiler, yeah. But, spoiler, but yeah, if you have a remote that you can rewind time and yeah, yeah. Favor, then yeah. there's no, well, there's no, there's no lot of. You know, it, that's what I'm saying. The only emotion that they that 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 they showed that Paul showed, we can we can fast forward. It doesn't matter. Like like I said, we were gonna jump around with this oh, anyway. Yeah. 
yep. you know what I mean? Later on, the the one glimmer of hope you get is when Anne grabs the shotgun and is able to shoot uh, Paul or Peter. Um, and Paul's like, fuck, fuck, where's the remote? Where's the remote? And he grabs a remote and rewinds time and stops her from getting the shotgun. So it's like, yeah. there is no, yeah. there's nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? There's no way to get out of it. And that's like, at least for me as a viewer, when I watched the American version, that's like the moment I got this movie where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's like, there's, there's nothing we can do. Like, yeah, there is. Cause like I said, I watch a lot of these films, these kind of disaster, you know, like tragedy films. And I always on rewatches, I kind of like do this mind cannon of like, all right, if they did this, what could they have, you know, not had gotten to this situation which obviously doesn't make a good film but like i i just that's how i watch films and, and uh, oh sorry but with this film you can't like like yeah there's there just seems like, like there's nothing you can do and i think you bringing this up as the nexus point like to where the patriarch of the family is and again i i originally got into i i went deep and I delve deep into the philosophy of this movie <laughs> and I'm just going to avoid like the insanity and just sounding like uh, there's so much incompetence I could bring to the philosophical discussion of this, but like going into uh, one of the stated influences of this movie is Jean Baudrillard um, and the the thing i i guess it's it's tough to go into the meaning of any of this stuff but like i think when i originally watched this movie i thought there was deeper meanings like them taking the patriarch of the family out at the knees and then from then on all acts of violence are either brought on by the antagonist or the mother or the child like the child is seen um holding the gun and those are the glimmers that give you hope against it but i think the control like setting up those antagonists as basically a a, like i almost saw them as like the future like you see everyone else as like either an idea of optimism or the child like the stereotypical ideas of like or i guess the the imagery of a child or a dog even like the first uh, we haven't got into it yet but like uh because that's part of their game is him holding up the golf ball is like the first thing they kill is a dog like the idea like when i saw the dog like i thought of like well when i tried to delve into the meaning which later on i realized was kind of useless was like well when i think of dogs i think of like cynicism like they killed the cynicism right off the bat and then like they took the dad out at the knees like, so he couldn't, like, that's, like, basically the old guard not being able to defend the ideas of the future. And then the the killing of the child and the the survival of the mother to see it all to where it's, like, it's, it's all helpless, but it sets you up to think, like, oh, there's different degrees and different roles that, uh, like, these like they almost play different positions off each other and give mm-hmm. you like a fit, a false sense of like, well, what is this person going to do? Like, uh, like what is the idea of 
like motherhood or uh, at the end like and we'll get into that more is like the idea of them having the loss of a child and how do you proceed like it's kind of a mute i'm jumping around but like they're kind of like struggles when they leave the house like i think that's one of the more interesting parts of the film too is like how do you it's almost like symbolic if if i thought this movie held any sort of meaningful symbology like coming like through at the end but it's like when i was first watching this i'm like well that's kind of like dealing with the death of a child or moving on or proceeding or trying to like keep your wits about you it's like all of those things come come rushing in and it's all as hopeless as each other and i think that's what's meant to be conveyed in this film is there is no point where the antagonists aren't in control um and that's meant to be felt by the audience yeah and i i think it's i do think it is intentional that the 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 fact that the first two kills that we you know visibly kind of know about um is they kill a dog and they kill a child and so you you know like through the first kills because those, those are two kind of like a lot of movies will not do either um you kind of know like off the bat like this movie does not give a fuck and it's it's going to it's you know there's no one nothing sacred in this film and like that this movie has one ultimate ultimate message and that main message is everybody's dying bitch (laughs) that's it you know what i think we should do from this point forward i think we should just talk about the individual games yeah. Um, going through, Ian was nice enough in our Google Doc to to put a little notch for game in each of them. So we obviously talked about the classical music guessing one, which was the first game, but the first fucked up game, which uh, other Jake had mentioned, was uh, the guessing game with the golf ball. Um, he pulls the golf ball out of his pocket and says, "Like, what is this?" And this is after. Uh, the father had already gotten his knee smashed in and uh, he just says golf ball. And he's like, why was it in my pocket? Uh, because he didn't hit it, but that's what he went, said he went out to do. So when he grabbed that golf club and went outside, it was presumed that he was going to be testing out the golf club on the golf ball that he grabbed, but he still has the golf ball. So we know, Obviously, he killed the dog because the dog stopped barking around the same time. Then the other game was the hot and cold to find the dog, which was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. My girlfriend wants to know why we're watching all these movies with like dead dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Like every movie, like. Well, Shining doesn't have a dead dog. Wait. Yeah. So Colorado Colorado Space, the dog. I mean, yeah. That yeah. wasn't like space. Yeah, it's thirty days of nights. Yeah, three days of nights yes. had dogs. This <laughs> so like dogs. both so, versions. Of, both versions so three, of this had three out of dead five. dogs. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Better than dead cats. Yeah, and they're all German shepherds too. Ah, oh, that's true. Just such a killer well, dog. Apparently, uh, the, in the Austrian version. Oh, it's, it's German shepherd. Yeah. Yeah. Golden retriever. Uh, in the that was sad. 
She finds the dog after playing hot and cold and just falls out of the car when she opens yeah. it. <laughs> so wait, it wait. always it, it always bumps me out. This is probably the most upsetting dead dog scene I've ever seen. Yeah. The way it flops is rough. Oh, just life. It's yeah, a life. rough flop. So yeah, yeah. From, at least for me. I don't know. It, it, oh, no, it is. Fucking time I watch it. I think they had to rewind a few times. Like, they're like, let's get this flop right. Yeah. Like, yeah, a few times they opened it up and it was just a dead dog sitting. And they're like, nah, we want the flop. Yeah. Oh, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no. he's using the remote without without us knowing so so they do that they come in uh we kind of you kind of see it like a a dynamic between the two antagonists the uh the one is eating and uh the the other um seemingly main antagonist uh starts calling him tubby tubby doesn't I, like it Sorry. i will say before before this like uh, even before like the golf scene and this ties back into how they treat each other is um one of the inspirations for these antagonists is leopold and Loeb, uh serial killers from chicago um and like the relationship between two utter psychopaths who are intelligent college educated and we get a glimpse of when he says like he he grabs him a chair and like says hey like it's right after they break george's kneecap or they hit him with the golf club they say like i'm gonna like grab him a chair like i think he says like peter is pre-med or something like that and we get the first idea of their social class in dialogue other than just how they look and where they are well i guess there is one earlier when they're at the gate they mention like oh uh fred has a son that age maybe they're friends from university or something but that ties back into the inspiration of leopold and Loeb, like how there is like uh two university boys handsome like well educated as far as from what we are to believe about these two um you know upper class well educated like well off um that obviously that narrative starts to turn on itself when you realize you can't trust what either of these people can say, but yes. we get hints at these are two well-off, you know, high-status young men. Yeah, you get this- hints at that, but the pr- the problem is, is that that was one of the stories. So when they're asking why they're doing it, like why they're doing this, and uh, Paul does the initial explanation about how, uh, you know, Peter had a fucked up upbringing. He had an alcoholic mm-hmm. father. All his brothers are drug addicts and shit. And then he's like, none of that's true. And yeah. he's like, actually, we're, you know, we're both like, or he's he's like a rich snob. He's get you know, he's he's spoiled rotten. He's like, is that version yeah. better? Or would you like another one? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's like, we don't know the truth about these people. They yeah, weren't very, very dark but, night joke. I love. Yeah, I love how he turns it in and basically says, like, we basically we're here for you. Like, we need your participation for this to work Mm -hmm. like, or in order to, like, almost like get off. Like, we need you, like, to buy in. And I think it's almost like they're directly talking to the audience. Yeah. Oh, that's what we need your. Absolutely. I, I think the one that was directed most of the audience was when the the father says we get it or I get it or whatever. And he says, oh, you get it. Like I think that was directed at the audience as like, Absolutely. oh you, oh you think you get it? You you think you get what's going on here? Like Tubby, he gets it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tubby, hey Tubby, he gets it. Like that's fantastic. You know what I mean? It's like you don't fucking get it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you, and even if you do, it's not going to save you. 
by the end of the movie, you probably still fucking won't get the. If you read John Baudrillard and you know read his work or this thing or that thing, it's like you still will come into this movie being like, oh, this is, it's this is what it is, and that's why I think it's it's done so well. It's like it just it 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 is pretty much surface level, but you don't want it to be. Like the yeah. audience almost doesn't want it to be, but it still just is. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. distance, and so, man. And so Paul tells the family that let's let's play a game that, and was it twelve hours, roughly from then um, by nine yeah, a.m. A- by nine a.m. that uh, all three of them will be dead. Kaput. In the Austrian yeah. movie, that's when they turn on the lights. Like he's like, "Oh, it's getting dark in here," and then he asks for the time. Mm. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, 12 hours to live. Um, and uh, it, I love the um, the fourth wall breaks and shit when he when he just keeps like he'll like uh, uh, occasionally like he'll look at the camera and like say something like like asking the yeah. audience. And like again, like, kind of going back to my spoiler free review where like where I said that this is this movie is kind of like the a movie that makes you feel bad for watching it and makes oh, you Oh, I love feel, that. Yeah. You know, like where like that's that's kind of what really like sends that message home of like when he goes to he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm not I can't kill all of them because this movie's not long enough yet, you know. Kind yes, of. that was my yeah. favorite part. I love that. Where he's I, like I, they're like, "Why don't you just kill us all now?" and he's and he's like, "It's yeah. not a feature-length film yet." And he yeah. looks at the audience. He's like, "Are you guys satisfied yet?" <laughs> like, like, yeah. I, I love that part in your synopsis slash review. Was like it makes you feel like a like a little voyeur, yeah. like yeah. looking in on this, and you're like, "Oh, this is so fucking weird." Yeah. But it's it like also that's one of the 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 thing that brings out like that dark gallows type humor in yourself is being like, "Well, I'm I'm here. I'm watching yeah. this. It's like you just have to enjoy it where you can." Or take whatever meaning you can, even though, again, you get to a point where you're like, oh, it's fucking meaningless. Yeah, like Anne was like, why don't you just kill us now? And they're like, you, because there's an importance in, of entertainment. You yeah. know, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that, to me, that was like one of the more important quotes yeah, in absolutely. the movie, for sure. You that, not, if you're going to encapsulate the, the movie into one quote, it's that. Oh, you absolutely. know what I mean? That's, it, yeah. it's, it's like that. Yeah. If you could find a point in this movie, that's it. And and I, I think that's that's like it's, very interesting. It's the fact that we're we're entertained by violence, and the the director does not want us to be entertained by violence, basically. Yeah, you know? which is all it's all off screen, you know. And they did it most by of it. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did it by not showing much violence too. Yeah, which is just it shows it shows yeah. it shows the fallout. Yeah, you know, yes. which I think is he's saying is the most important thing. Uh, you know, for the viewer is to Dude, process that. I didn't even put that together. They don't show the only kill they technically show is him them pushing her into the water, but that you don't see her drown. Yeah, you like, or or the remote scene where yeah. you they kill Tubby is the, yeah. is the is the most on screen Hollywood looking. You know, yeah. As far as like Final Destination looking like death yeah. scenes. That's the one. Yeah. I mean, other than that, it's just the post. It's it's what you see. It's what we want to see, but they he doesn't show us. No. Yeah. That's, he edges that's us. A big part of his intention of this movie. Yeah. Absolutely. So I, kind of back to the walkthrough. I we get to one of the, the more, 
memorable scenes, at least for me, where, you know, the two are talking, Tubby's eating, and uh, Paul kind of makes him feel like a fat piece of shit for eating. And, uh, <laughs> talks about how, uh, and I'm just going to go through the lens of the American version. Uh, he talks about Naomi Watts and about whether or not Naomi, you know, a woman like Naomi Watts' character, whether or not she would sleep with someone like Tubby. And that, you know, she's not that bad looking or whatever. And then, you know, they, uh, you know, situations getting awkward. They tell the, the son to come over. They're, we're going to play a new game. Starts taking off the pillowcase. And one of my like most quoted scenes or quoted lines from this is, like, let's play a game called Cat in the Bag and see if mom's titties zag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they do that. And it's, it's. After that, it stops being fun. It stops being an enjoyable scene. It gets awkward again. And uh, uh, she takes off her clothes. And thankfully, you don't you don't have to go through that awkwardness of actually see her, you know, like a wide pulled back shot of her getting naked in front of these two dudes. Thankfully, they, they show the husband's face. Uh, yeah, which dude, is like, what, that's almost what a, worse. What a cuck. Such a good decision. <laughs> Like he he wasn't he, he couldn't watch her. He he, he was. They, they make him say, "Sweetheart, yeah. take off your clothes." Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like he makes him say, "Like she is defiant," and he's like, he's pulling on the the Georgie's head, you yeah. know, essentially mm -hmm. making him squeal and being like, "Tell your wife to take off her clothes." Like it's yeah. such a brutal like way to do that scene and it's and it the, wasn't the even for sexual shot. gratification no absolutely it, not it, it's control the entire way yeah, nothing not i guarantee you neither of them were boning up like yeah. it had nothing to do with that it was just a fuck with their heads and yeah. and to compare the two films i i personally feel like if you're going to compare the two films as far as the the husband i think tim roth did a, a, a you know and a a really good job as far as looking the main character in the eye and be like, I'm not going to fucking use it. You know, where you could, you could see through his eyes that he wanted to tear the, you know, the guy, a new asshole, you know, when he said that, you know, say sweetie or, you know, whatever he tells him. to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. He, he and, says uh, it almost sarcastically. He's like, sweetheart. Yeah. Take off your clothes. And it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. You, I, one factoid I will, I, I've, I've kind of been waiting for a good time to bring it up. It was either this one or or when uh, Georgie's dead. Um, spoilers. Uh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is our section. You're just trapped in here with us. We kidnapped you. Um, is in the Austrian version the the female uh, lead? I forget her name. I mean, it's in the doc, and I just I don't have it open. Hold on, I'm going to start over by saying her Suzanne actual. Suzanne Lothar. There you go. Ian said it. Susan Lothar and what's the what's the Ulrich, father's name? Ulrich Moch. Uh they're married. <laughs> they're married in real life. Oh. So wow. that adds another element to it. And also in real life, he died of stomach cancer before this movie came out. I think he died in two thousand five before the uh the American version came out. And then she killed herself or completed suicide like i think after this movie came out but they were like i didn't even realize that they were an actual couple 
Um, oh my fucking god. Yep, and they're both dead. They both died before they I think yeah. even were like 55. That's wild. Yeah. So, this movie fucking killed these people oh. in real life. Um Holy No, I thought that was kind of sad. I'm like when you're when I'm rewatching these scenes, I'm seeing an actual married couple, which granted it's a Hollywood it's not even a Hollywood couple. I mean, these are Austrian movies stars which they've been in that was another thing too is uh Haneke uh worked with it's almost like you see like uh directors and actors uh, it's kind of incestual like who they'll work with like they get a rhythm with certain actors and actresses um and these were a group that he had he had worked with before and they're super talented they did a great job and oh, yeah. I just it adds a certain sadness to it to be like it's already brutal watching these people act in this movie uh like the scenes they're put through and then again on top of it it's like they actually like you know are both had it Definitely. a rough slate of it in the in the real oh. world here oh. my yeah. god so yeah we're if you were yacht- bummed out enough as it is <laughs> we're gonna yacht- <laughs> we're gonna yada yada through some of the film and uh Let's just kind of fast forward to the scene where uh, the one's uh, antagonist goes to the kitchen while the son dies off off screen because uh, he seems to make a movement and Tubby shoots him. Uh, it's uh, the Eeny Meeny Miny Mo game. They oh. they play they're playing. Uh, so he gets the shotgun. He he they have two shells and one's for one of them once for the other this was another scene where it's like it's funny in that it shouldn't be funny and it, 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 it so they play any mini money mo paul walks to the kitchen to get some food you hear a gunshot and then the parents like freaking out and eventually it goes back in and you just see the kids like feet and then a bunch of blood spattered on the wall and paul is yelling at peter being like you don't you don't shoot the one that you landed on you you shoot the one that that you you that's left or whatever like he was like explaining like how the game worked like he's like basically being like you played the game wrong and they're like oh we fucked this up we gotta go and then and then they leave <laughs> they're like we're they're like we're so sorry <laughs> they, they just because yeah. they fucked up the game and they left <laughs> and it was like what yeah. <laughs> and then the most difficult scene probably for the actors to act out yeah this was all one shot and yeah. the mom is sitting there for what felt like uh, a it was a good half hour scene half hour yeah, yeah. you, you you might think that you're like, shit, did I pause this on accident? Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I and I, I think it's other another... than for the rally car racing. I think Which, it's yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What think... watching and listening NASCAR just for like those scenes, like that's frustrating enough. And she yeah. turned the TV off. That's that was like I, it's a funny scene. Yeah. This it's genuinely funny to be like, yeah. that's the first thing I think of oh, too. I know. Is exactly. to be like, I gotta get this fucking I, TV I off. Not listen to NASCAR anymore. This, this scene makes me think of uh, when I found out my grandfather died and hmm. I was watching Family Guy well, shit, and dude. watching anything that was lighthearted just felt like a punch in the dick. Uh-huh. And so I think it I think it says a lot about 
what grief does to a person where it's just like sometimes you just want to get your mind off of shit but like when it happens like her first instinct after they leave is just to shut off the fucking noise shut off the the yeah. the the, yeah. the the trivial entertainment and the, uh-huh. and the you know the the shit that doesn't matter because something really really traumatic just happened to her yeah and it like i said like when i whenever i watch this film and i think about that that's her the first thing that happens is it just draws me back to the moments to me that you know of when i found out that different family members die that like the first thing you want to do is just kind of disconnect from anything that might be serve as a trivial distraction which is a great use of sound too because after you turn that off it's just silence again yeah absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. well and again, there's that's another intentional choice in this movie was that there is no emotionally manipulative like soundtrack. Is like there's even good ways to do it to where it's like oh it's a it's a underscore to where it was like it's subtle. Yeah, the but he chose complete silence other than uh you know Bonehead by uh whatever I forget the name of the band Naked City and the classical music in the beginning. The rest is just raw. Part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, exactly. Um, and there's also a scene later on. I, I know it's in the Austrian version, um, but it kind of it, it's in both scenes. As, other than the eating, is like the father once she leaves, which we'll get to later. Is he tries to eat something, and I think, like I said, I think that's at least in the Austrian version. But it, like, it's uh-huh. like he tries to eat, eat some bread, and it's out. just like so emotional. It's just like you can't eat. You can't yeah. like you're trying to do menial tasks. You're trying to dry yeah. out a cell phone battery, and you're just like, what the yeah. fuck am I doing? Like, yeah, yeah no, what, yeah, it's another like, thing you that want brings me back autopilot. To, but sorry. yeah, what it's what it's like to deal with that. What it was like um, to deal with trauma, and to to like where like shit like you know just taking care of yourself doesn't make sense and he does those he does those masterfully like he makes simple choices that just make you address those like as an audience member like oh shit like that is like touching me like he doesn't like overdo it and again he doesn't add like emotionally like witchcrafty like music to where it's like oh i'm being manipulated to feel a certain way like this is a simulation of like emotions for and he's just like no feel what you're gonna feel but i'm gonna i'm gonna try and do my best to lead you there with like with my with my art mm-hmm. you know which i which i think is great and there's again a reason why i adore this movie yeah so yeah. The, the 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 wife decides to put some clothes on to try to find help this the father uh takes out a hair dryer's trying to dry the phone to try to also call help and uh this movie tries to give you some semblance of hope when that all happens it builds up to i'm gonna yada yada again if you guys fucking make me rewind again i'm gonna fucking I'm gonna, I'm flip this, i'll flip this I, table I, I will say i'm gonna i'm gonna go back <laughs> i'm sorry I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing this walk i'm not doing walkthroughs anymore because I, I know I keep on trying to yada yada and everybody's like, no, fuck your yada yada. <laughs> I'm going right. back to I'm I yeah, might go back to this, what you want to talk about. Sorry. No, sorry. No, it's good. But I I, I feel like my yada yada is not how George do. how George gets the gun yeah. is. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 We yeah. we see him escape and go to another house. Yep. Um, And that's another one of those scenes. That I, 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 I almost want to just yada yada and skip over. But it's a good, it's especially in the American version, 
uh, Michael Pitt steps into scene with him. Like he's basically stalking him through this house. You see a dead in the Austrian version. It's sissy in the American version. It's version. It's Jenny. It's the, the one who the kid was looking forward to see like his friend. He was looking forward to see, he sees her on almost like a foreshadowing to how, how he dies laying in the, on the bathroom floor. And I think that's why the gun is sitting there too. They, I, I think they shot the, the Jenny or sissy um in the bathroom which is like again we don't see how fred or eva die um we just see them in the yard and it's like minutes you know after that they're they basically drop their plaything of fred eva and and jenny which i think i mean maybe it's implied that's how they were manipulating maybe fred and eva at the beginning or whatever when we first see him in the yard playing golf but Mm -hmm. uh georgie grabs the gun and uh Michael Pitt's character walks in it's a well lit scene and he basically tells him like you need he basically instructs him how to shoot him and just walks in never fearing that the kid is actually get the shot off one because he probably knows that the gun is empty cuz he emptied it into into poor little Jenny over there in the bathroom <laughs> um oh yeah and two because i think he has complete control and confidence over the situation he tells you you need to cock it and then he does that sarcastic little like, you know, yeah. and Boom. and that's how the the gun the he, he you know he sits down b- before the scene. That's all I'll say about it. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of that. the knife on the boat as well. Yeah, I think that was a pretty important scene. Yeah. too. I just like to remind yeah, everybody that one Georgie of, just had few. a pants full of pee this entire yeah. time. Yeah. He yeah. did. Piss, piss oh, pants, yeah. He's not house trained. Yeah. Oh. No. I'm sorry, just to go back real quick. Like, so in the beginning scene with the, with the <laughs> classical music. <laughs> Fuck off. I like to jump to the last scene Wait, of the movie. Go. We can go back. But... Honestly, <laughs> let's, let's just jump around. That was against host Jake, not you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm dead was... inside. I'm dead inside. That's, all <laughs> That's what this movie does. I'm not doing, I'm not doing somebody else can walk through next week. I'm not walking. Walk I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. I just didn't want to do this one. Everybody's yeah. dying, bitch. That's how I yeah, am. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so where are we, guys? Canonically, um, uh, well, I think so. She she tried to escape and she gets caught and brought back. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw a picture <laughs> in the dock. Uh, it's after Anne gets caught. It's in the, it's in the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, Doc? Austin, the Austin version. Yeah. So there's a, there's a Monsters Inc. scene. You know how, when, when Anne was like gagged, like how gross that was. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Well, the, lips, the way they were like, Her dude, lips. they were like a perfect circle. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so I just put like a, a picture butthole. in the dock. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody can see that. <laughs> no. <It's> like, <laughs> 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 uh, you can you I mean, we can cut this out completely. It's gonna be, I thought it's gonna that be was the thumbnail for the episode. Yeah, the oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the scene in Monsters Inc. Yeah. where Randall's assistant yeah, gets the gets, like the sc- the scream the, sucker on his face. Scre- yeah, yeah, and he sucks the life out of him, and all that's left are his lips. That's such an out of lips. pocket scene, too. I hate that it. That is so, so true, though. So frightening. That is so true. <laughs> I feel oh like you could write a God. like a college thesis essay on like a comparison between those two. Oh, movies. absolutely. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like I'd hand that in. Oh, absolutely. 
<laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was oh. my uh, my input for this. Uh, thank good. you, thank you. Episode. All right, episode. so <laughs> so they bring him back. They bring her back. She's looking like the the guy from Monsters Inc. And uh, <laughs> so basically, at that point, you kind of understand that there's no hope in this film for the most part, except for. Uh, when uh, they're, uh, I believe Beavis is explaining that uh, we want to play a new game of picking which uh, weapon your uh, one of you is going to be killed with, whether by knife or by gun. And uh, you get your last, I would say, your last moment of hope in which she uh, grabs the shotgun and shoots Tubby. And then... Uh, Beavis grabs the remote control, rewinds it, and then takes the shotgun away from her before she's able to shoot Tubby. And uh, and then, uh, unless does anybody else have something to add to the scene? Or he 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 shoots he shoots the dad on the floor, but you don't see it. It You just see the the gun. They move on. They're they're loading her onto the boat. And uh, Tubby is talking about something that I'm assuming uh, other Jake will want to expand on. (laughs) I'm sorry, that was not supposed to sound passive aggressive. I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out what, what. Are you saying I'm expansive? (laughs) Slash Tubby? No. Uh, I wanted to, I wanted to mention, I was going to mention the raincoats. I love the, the raincoats. It just adds Mm -hmm. that like ridiculous nature um another thing i mentioned or i i noticed too is that the the quilt uh there's so little like it's well used but like this the uh like the scenery i guess or the 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 staging in this the house like it it was the boat it was shot for shot it was the same in both movies but the quilt was traditionally one in the Austrian one, it was like traditionally like German, like Austrian, like folksy. Mm-hmm. And in this one, it was traditionally American. And like the like a lot of stuff stayed the same. But I like those little tweaks that was yeah. made. Mm. I like the interior of both of the set designs. Not to um, yeah, not to rewind to myself also, but the God the, damn it, the the prayers were also differently when they asked the wife to to say a prayer. The, the yeah. Oh, right, right, right. Or yeah. different. Yeah, I think just culturally, the, like those little things. Even like the fridge was another one of those things to where it was like you saw the interior of the fridge, and they were both like healthy foods. Like I think Austrians, just because like they're Europeans and they're just naturally healthier. Like, and then in this one, I think it's just a more modern, affluent family who's like got like the gluten free stuff and like the nice tenderloin cut steak and organic organic bananas. yeah like stony field farm shout out sponsor us uh <laughs> <laughs> like the yogurts and like the muesli core type shit um but a lot of that stuff is like it stays the same but it's nice to notice those little difference again the inseam of the shorts on our our paul character you know yeah, the european much, one much shorter, so short the, the oh my god it's so much more leg short. Yeah. Um, but again, you uh, we're we're leading out to the boat. I thought it was cool, like that 
ridiculous look of all three of them in raincoats it's almost like paddington or something yeah. like out of like they look yeah. all look ridiculous and like she's bloody they got blood on their gloves and like you can see like tubby like wash off his gloves like she's completely gagged completely tied up um and we're heading and towards they're still the, being polite i love that like absolutely. when he when he goes like wiping to... her hair out of her face yeah, when he goes to like like pick her up, he's like, "If you cooperate, you I won't have to hurt you. You're gonna get hurt like this." Like, yeah. and and even giving her a raincoat was like, "They're like, oh, we don't want you to get wet." <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of you. And even them saying like uh, like I mean, we're getting to it, but like when they like, I love how he's just like, I I like we still had an hour. What are you doing? Like they they put her overboard like he he kisses her on the cheek and unceremoniously throws yeah. her overboard yeah <laughs> but i love how he's just like i can't d- deal with her end sail yeah. like it's just yeah. too much it's, it's just like i can't I, trust me i can sail yeah like this doesn't mean that much to me i'm just gonna yeah. throw her off yeah. like, plus i'm getting hungry <laughs> yeah. yeah oh and yeah. i love and that tubby's talking about how whether or not what's the if if something it happens in like the fictional universe did it really happen kind of thing and they're and the two are kind of debating that you mm-hmm. know which i kind of think that is like you know Hanuki, that was for the audience hanaki's kind of statement of like yes this is this is simulated violence but you should still be upset by what you're seeing um, even though it's, you know, you obviously, you know, that all these actors are alive, you should still eh. be disturbed by all this violence and all this pointlessness that is connected to this violence. And, um, obviously mo- most of us don't really care. Cause you know what? Everybody's dying, bitch. And that's how, <laughs> that's, that's how we all feel as like nihilistic Americans. As far as the, like the philosophical core of this movie, again, I mentioned John Baudrillard um two of the books that i tried to read for this movie and i just got lost in the sauce on both these i'm like this is too fucking dense which makes sense but if any of our listeners want to go back and try or are interested in even looking up summaries there's plenty of good like podcasts i think even i was mentioned in ian like christina p used to do like a philosophical podcast i think it's called that's deep bro or something i'm not fucking advertising for her she's got enough people um (laughs) But uh, she's she's a fan of Baudrillard. Um, he wrote in 1981, he wrote something called Simulacra and Simulation. And that's kind of where the defining moment of what they're talking about is about um, is if it's in a simulation, kind of everything is like he's like I've mentioned earlier, uh, he follows like Foucault is uh, a philosopher who kind of gets more into like post-structuralism to where like more of Baudrillard was we create a simulation everyone does it's 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 all relative to what you're experiencing and I think Haneke like puts that to his audience is like well what do you see in this thing and it's like I think that's what he wants is like to pull that out of his audience Um, and another one I read for this was in 1976 he wrote even before Simulacra and Simulation, he wrote Symbolic Exchange and Death. And that one, it, Baudrillard is such a, it's such a bummer to read. Like his views on 
what our future looks like through simulation and like the death of like a meta narrative and the ideas we create as like in Western canon or in Eastern canon or whatever our overall like overarching views of like uh, like whether it's provided by the church or philosophy or uh, uh, like common ideals or whatever it is like I think that's represented by George in the film getting just taken out at the knees right at the beginning like we don't have a shared mm -hmm. narrative you're pulling meaning out of whatever you can and it's in the end hopeless yeah just oh, eggs yeah. So, just eggs it's all like, eggs. Yeah, so they, they, they they're talking about that and they you know they dump her in and tubby's just all like miss kisa miss kisa miss kisa Oh my fucking god, she fucking did. <laughs> and then they, they just move on. And then they end up uh we didn't we didn't mention it, but uh they end up at uh a house that they had been visited by uh before er, earlier on in the film. Uh and uh he ends up doing the same thing all over again, asking for eggs and uh she says, I'll see what I can do. And then he looks around the uh, the house, looks at the camera, and then you end up getting attacked by uh, that, what is it called, Naked City? Uh, Naked, Naked City. City's Bonehead. Bonehead, yeah. yeah. And then the, that's, that's the movie. That's the end. We made it through it, guys. Absolutely. That, Hopefully not. That was hard to do. <laughs> that was a tough one. That was the toughest one we've done yet. That's a hard a movie. Of, to just review. like the movie, it reflects the yeah, movie. There it's were not a lot bad. Of thoughts, it really does. Thoughts all over the place. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, I, I love this film, but like because yeah. of the, just the nature of it and how gross it makes you feel and how good it doesn't make you feel, and uh, you know, it's hard to give it a, uh, for me for to give it the high, uh, high review. But it's on purpose that it's not. You know, you're not supposed to feel good, and. Um, mm because of that i love i do love the film but absolutely I rate it super highly because of that i think we should either try and make a music video version of this movie <laughs> like <laughs> circa what like ryan was talking about last week with fallout boy like mm. uh the 30 days a night yeah i forget the name of the song we should either make less 16 candles yes we should either do pay homage as far as the music video or someone should try and make a porno. <laughs> like a triple X version like, of funny games. Cuck porn. <laughs> Call me games. Yeah. Well, speaking does, of. Does uh, segment? Yeah. Speaking of porno, uh, let's uh, go around and uh, start with everybody's guesses for blow jibber of the week. I guess we'll start with uh, Emily. Uh, I have two. Does anyone have one? I have I one. Have one. The, the Barely. One people first. Okay. okay. Uh, let's start with other Jake first. Uh, I had one. I I had kind of ripped through right in the beginning. I was looking through. It's right when uh, Lucky was rummaging through the fridge, and she says, uh, "I forget exactly what she says, but she says basically like, uh, like Lucky, get out of here. Someone call Lucky." And then he's just rummaging through that fridge. And I, like I said, I forget exactly what she says, but there's a, there's a quote in there that I'm like, oh, that'd be perfect for it. And I just don't have it up. 
Yeah. Just I'm in another part of, of the movie. Just the sound of him rummaging through the fridge. Uh, exactly. Either way, yeah. either way I'll, it's I'll not be, right. I'll be generous with like if if somebody gets exactly what if I understand what you're talking about and it's what I've exactly selected, you will yeah. still get uh, pick, credit pick of the week for fridge like, scene. Oh, yeah. lucky. We got to mention that that's something new that we've brought in is that if somebody guesses it right. Uh, they get to automatically pick the move, the next movie. Of the yeah, movie, uh, doing the the wheel spin. And basically, the reason we've decided that is because I I didn't realize until we've gotten a few weeks into this that it's actually harder for you guys to predict what my uh, my uh, perverted mind will come up with. So yeah, because of that, yeah. um, pretty creative. That's the best part of this segment for sure. Yeah. So all right. Well, uh, Ryan, what do you uh, think is blowjobber of the week? Uh, it's Paul talking to Anne. Um, and he says, you have to admit, Anne, I'm being very generous here. You can prove to your pussy husband how much you love him. Yeah. And I'm imagining like a cuckold scenario. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because he was yeah, because he was like in between friends, it barely costs you anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Ian, do you have such one? familiarity? Is that one? Of your yeah. Uh, uh, so uh, I have one and it's when they were when uh, they were playing the weather by knife or gun towards the end of the movie mm. paul says to ann you have to play the game or i'll have to gag you again mm. yeah yeah mm. oh that's really good that's good that was that was mine uh mine is paul to tubby and he says you've just finished stuffing your face with that meat <laughs> that would have been good that's I didn't so good about that. Fuck. i didn't even think about that so right, much what's, sausage what's your other that's one i'll give you one. i'll give you the other one like it's i don't remember what part of the movie it is and it says and then they're gonna give us a thorough spanking uh, <laughs> oh that's when uh they're like oh. your they're charade will be tell, over yeah when 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 they're basically like we're gonna tell like your aunt and uncle how rude you've been or something oh, like that oh yeah yeah gotcha, gotcha, yeah gotcha. okay well uh um i like i said i didn't find any that really tickled my pickle as far as candidates but i did find one so uh without further ado here is blow jibber of the week you should bring him a chair you should, you should take off his pants he should sit down you should bring him a chair go get him a chair be careful peter is a he's a medical student he can help you with it can you please take off your pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's it. It's just him uh, asking him to take, take, his, take, his, take his pants off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I guess we'll go into a game, right? Well, before we get into the game, um, you want to get? Did you, you want to do the? Well, I was gonna say, did you want to play the interview that we that we did? The interview. The interview me and you did. What? And then it's oh. just another. It's just another blowjob you, scene. <laughs> you don't. You don't remember the interview? We, oh, okay. It's fine. I'll. I'll play it for you. Don't worry about it. Okay. Okay. Welcome in. Uh, this is Ryan with Horrorphobia. Uh, I have my friend Jake here with me. Jake, I want to thank you for joining me today. <laughs> oh. Jake, okay. You good, man? <laughs> Uh, could I get you a glass of water or something? Hey, I didn't eat all day. Leave me alone. 
All right. All right. Um, okay. Well, uh, I guess I'm just going to start out with asking the question that's on everybody's mind. Um, who is the most attractive member of the podcast? And I know it's me. You can say it's me. No, 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 not you. What? If it's not me, then who is it? Jake and Ian. Wow. Okay. That kind of hurts my feelings, but all right, moving on. Um, so you wanted to start this podcast because you're a lover of horror movies. Uh, you've, you've watched a lot of horror movies in your time. So uh, what have you learned from watching all of these? Horror you know, what's funny about gay porn is when you're on the porn hub, uh, gay porn but, thing, it doesn't do like uh, tons of singles in your area. It's just ads for Craigslist. Cause they know uh -huh. they're like, just go to Craigslist. You, yeah. you, you find someone to suck your dick. You, you oh, okay. That wasn't exactly my question is is emily there with you right now i thought this was supposed to be a one-on-one uh, -on -one interview she doesn't say anything okay um, well i guess moving away from the gay porn another thing is another thing i've noticed through oh uh, watching so much gay pornography is, that... is uh gay gay guys do not jake i really have to insist that we change the subject gay guys do not do the <laughs> they do not do the <laughs> that women do like that does not happen oh, okay I, emily seems to be strangely okay with this habit of yours is is this something that you guys like do together <laughs> oh wow i mean what happened the last time you tried to have sex without watching gay porn i fell asleep <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. Um, well, I guess we're going to move into maybe more of, uh, I guess, a more sensitive topic. Um, I know that we've made a lot of jokes that some would consider inappropriate on this podcast. Um, there was some uh, directed particularly at the Asian community. And, and I, we, I know we here at Horophobia want everyone to know that uh, we have no uh, ill will or, or negative feelings towards the Asian community. So is, is there anything that you would like to say to that community right now? Oh, fuck. Okay, well, that's all the time we have. Uh, thank you so much for joining us at Horophobia Interviews. Uh, I'm Ryan. That was Jake. Fuck. Okay, uh, goodbye. Oh, <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son oh, of God. a bitch. I remember that interview now. I'll never get to okay, be governor. Okay, you guys remember that now? Okay. I'll never yeah. I'll never get to be governor. <laughs> AI has gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to be stopped. Deep fake bullshit. <laughs> what are you talking about? That was clearly an interview that you rudely had Emily sit down for. <laughs> well, fuck. She's his handler. Just <laughs> in the corner. I was right. so nervous. I was like, when I made that, I was like, this is going to go one of two <laughs> ways. It's either going to be like hilarious or it's going to be dead silent. And they're going to be like, nice dude. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I have no idea what's going to happen. The whole, thing, the whole thing plays. We're just like, okay. Quick, quickly. Hi. Let's rate that. Great. Let's rate that interview. Everyone. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah what yeah. do you guys think? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Oh, just um, so you guys know, um, nobody is safe. Ten out of ten falls asleep oh, during one. -on -one <laughs> no, we're putting a lot sex. of yeah, a lot of faith in Ryan to do. The more you talk in this podcast, what I'm like fucking oh, guilty sure. of is like <laughs> the more he has power yeah, to just down. put words in our mouth. Yeah, <laughs> oh, now yeah. it's just gonna be a I'm direct out. accusation of you murdering <laughs> someone at the institution.
Legally, I can't afford this. I've talked about <laughs> killing people I've worked for. Yeah. I've, I've berated the Asian community, uh, the, the black community. You'll well, all be in jail I mean, by the end of the month. I feel like everybody oh, knows that I fully support the gay porn community. You know, oh, we all do. What that you know interview sounded like. Love gay porn. Uh, yeah. Big fan. Coming up for Pride oh Month. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, honestly, I feel like with that interview, I feel like that that uh, I feel like that's good enough for a segment. Let's we can do the other sh- segment shit. Like move on because we're gonna have to keep on. Let's hammer out. out some games later. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll do, do games another another we'll episode. Do, we'll keep on pushing. Let's kick this can down the road. Um, Absolutely. That'll be one of our games. It's can yeah, kicking the can down the road. The can. So uh, I guess let's um, go. Let's decide what uh, movie we're going to review next. Um, we've got for right now, unless anybody wants to change it. Uh, Emily uh, nominated Barbarian. Yep. Do you want to keep it at that? Yes. Okay. Uh, I don't remember who. I think he, somebody nominated Trick or Treat. That was, that was Ian. Ian. I'll, that was I'll, Ian. I'll keep it. Yeah, I'll keep, keep that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Ryan's got nope still. I'm changing it to Pan's Labyrinth. Pat, Pan's Labyrinth. Let me okay. change that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we just only gonna do subtitles now. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Last that I checked, this was an American re- podcast. <laughs> I'm hoping for a three peat on my um, part. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, uh, Jake so I can lose has uh, and, you know, has to change it because it was funny game. So, what do you want to change Absolutely. it to? Uh, I am taking the 1987 British, <laughs> British. directed by Clive Barker, Hellraiser. Oh, yeah. nice, dude. dude. Love Hellraiser. Oh, I thought you were saying yeah. the movie was called British. I was like, British. Like the classic on the board. Yeah. Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Okay. Um, and I've I've gone back and forth about what I want to nominate. Um. But I, I I feel like we need to get to a point so that our listeners understand what the baseline is for Ryan being spooked. Therefore, oh, no. I have to uh, nominate one that I think might upset him a little bit. Not too much. Yes, we're five in. It's probably time. Yeah, this is not this is not. Well, then I'm going to. I'm sorry. What, what was that, Ian? Do you want to change yours? No, uh, nope, that's fine. No, you you want <laughs> you want changers? No, it's okay. I've never sure? seen Hellraiser, but I was hoping yep, that good. with Hellraiser. <laughs> do you do you, mm. do you want to change it? Trick or treat's no, pretty spooky. We can add this out. Yeah, I, I like. Nope, we're fine. Again, it's I want to see what you want to do. Trick or treat. Okay, yeah, well, I'm gonna nominate Insidious. Oh, okay, yeah. that's that's a good spook. Which Insidious yeah. uh, has a fair amount of creepy imagery, but not yeah. too much. Yeah. There is gonna be yeah. some shit that will probably uh, stick in Ryan's cute little head. Uh, oh, so me up. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna nominate Insidious. That's good. Nice. I like it. So everybody's good with their choice. Nobody wants to change anything. Nope. Before yep. I locked spin. in, baby. Okay, we're we're gonna spin. Uh, if yo or if other Jake's uh, oh Jake, if other Jake's <laughs> movie gets selected, I'm, that would be it. That will I'm be off a, the that will be a hat trick. Uh, and we will do it, but he doesn't. He will not get a nomination next week. I'll cut my dick so, off. So he'll cut his live, dick off. Live on air. 
So, all right, I guess let's uh, let's figure out what movie we're going to review next. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Nice. Just in time for Halloween. Other Jake can save his dick. (laughs) Yeah, for real. Thank God. There's a lot of living on my dick. There's a lot of Halloween movies. So, yeah, so we're going to do trick or treat next week. So watch that in preparation, and uh, we will be reviewing it. And uh, I feel like th- there's probably enough people that die in that film that we could do a, a fun little me, my mom on Hitler. Bring it. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. That, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. grassroots game that we started. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. The game that everybody's playing across the country, across the world. Yeah. Me, my mom and Hitler. You know? Yeah, of course. Follow us on uh, Twitter at Horrorphobia Pod. Um, and uh, my Twitch is horror underscore phobia. I don't know what our Instagram is by, is it just Horrorphobia Podcast? Horrorphobia Podcast, yeah. Horrorphobia Podcast on, and then do we even use our Facebook? Yeah. Oh, we do? What it, it, that mean, one's just I, like. It's connected to my Instagram. It, like, I'm not really going to use it until we start getting a, like, fan interaction. So once, you know, these episodes start dropping and we, you know, start getting fan interaction, I will, I will stay as active as I can on the Facebook. Okay. And to those fans, like. In, in your off time, if you're a fan of this podcast, if you want to write a book about <laughs> kidnapping a waspy <laughs> family at their lake house, and when you m- eventually murder them, especially their child and their dog, uh-huh. if you want to, in that blood, write the URL or, like, a link <laughs> to our podcast, In Their Blood on the Wall, in a book. That's just That's free publicity. Word of- it's just good word of mouth. Yeah. You'll be our friend. You'll be in our little friend group for doing well, that. I know I'm going to do my jail. best yeah. to write that yeah, book. Yeah. If you, as a listener, want to suggest uh, horror films, we're gonna we're gonna add a sixth uh, selection to our wheel. And so, if you yes. want to, if you want to suggest movies, either uh, direct message me on Instagram or email us at horrorphobiapodcast at gmail Feed us. Yes. Uh, and, no uh, hotmail shit. No hotmail shit. Uh, this is not <laughs> instantly rejected. You get two yeah. votes if it's through AOL, though. Yeah. <laughs> if you if you have or a, in blood a email blood. at Juno.com. Here's only you uh, get automatic choice. So you know, to all those Juno <laughs> users, you know, check it out. <laughs> I, dude, if Juno is still a web service or an internet service, I will be fucking floored. I would love, Every, I would love to get an email from somebody matters. that has, you know, something at Juno.com. That, um, that would tickle my pickle, all, all, yeah. all the, all the tickles. And if you want to tickle his pickle, that's fine too. Yeah, that's also so, a DM situation. You know, you won't get our, anything. For our it, but. Patreon tier number three. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. And we will see you next week with our review of Trick or Treat. German. Bitch. Bye. Bye. Bye.